I am still going to continue with the church as a divine educational institution. Now, uh, let me briefly, briefly recap uh, some of the things I did yesterday. Said uh, that we must look at education broadly in terms of the three areas the content, the curriculum, the personnel, uh, the teachers, the directors, the supervisory bodies, and even the peripheral staff those who work at the canteen and all those kind of people. Uh, and then we, uh, the curriculum, the personnel, and then the educational infrastructure, which involves the buildings, uh, educational infra uh, material and infrastructure. That is what it's supposed to be. So the buildings, the computer labs and everything, even the text that you have in the school, the kind of textbooks and all the, they all form part of the educational, uh, what do you call it? Material and infrastructure. That is the third category. Yesterday, I forgot the material. The materials form part of the instructure. So you can enter institution and they don't have access to good textbook. It can create a lot of what deficiency in the educational institution today. And then I focused on the personnel. So this morning, I want to continue with the personnel because that is very, very, very essential. The one who is going to execute the job. In economics, you say all things being equal. That means the structure is there to a satisfactory extent. The curriculum also is provided. Now, the personnel is God that employs. Is God that what? Employs the personnel. So Jesus says something. He says, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you to go and bear what? That you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should what? Stay. And the personnel must know that it is the Lord in the case of the church is the Lord that builds. Is the Lord that word builds? There is a lot to learn about personnel, but I want to focus on the aspect that will reverse or that seek to reverse vain worship. So quickly, let me pick three identifiable personnel in the church. And that's why Bible allows church membership to subject everybody who claims he's a man of God to 
test to find out if the spirit that is in the one is of God. Because many of them are false. That means they are not employed by God. They have employed themselves. He's in color right. He might have gone through Bible seminary. He may have a very good recognition even among the top church hierarchy. But he is what? False. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, have I not chosen you the twelve, but one of you is a what? A devil. You find that in John 6. Getting to the last few verses. The, I think from, yeah. But let me quickly pick out the three identifiable categories. So we have the false. And this false, hmm, this false, some group among the false are devils, real devils, in the way Jesus Christ described what? Described Judas. They are devils in the sense that they are into pastoral ministry. But they are in there to pursue their own world, personal interest. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. When they are in church leadership too, they have a way they talk about the genuine people. The true one God has sent. And all they are interested in is the material things in the church. Materialism. They have the Gehazi spirit. They don't have the Elisha spirit when they are in church. They are not concerned about the things of God. But the materials that they will get from the church, that is their most... Uh, they are most what? Important priority. Uh-huh. John 6, 17. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Exactly. So that is one group. They are false personnel, and they are devil. One of their characteristics is what I've shown you. They are interested in materialism and what they can get from the church. You can go to John 12 and read a bit about Judas. When they speak, they speak very nicely. They don't speak bad about the church. As a matter of fact, the genuine ones, sometimes they speak and it looks like they, 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 they want to destroy the church. John chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany. No, 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 no. I want the portion. The woman just getting to verse 5. The woman broke the bottle. Three. Uh huh. Verse 3. 
Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. For then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, the one that we know that he's a devil now, mm -hmm. Simon's son, which should betray him. Mm -hmm. Five, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Verse 6, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief it's and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Good. That is their characteristics. They speak very nicely when we are talking about church. You will never get them, unlike Peter, who is genuine, and you will speak and sometimes... Jesus will even tell him, get away from me, Satan. So people are deceived. They are devils. And then we have genuine call of what? God. And within the genuine, some also are corrupt. When they come, and they see the material things. They are like Eli and Sons. They come, now they see the girls and the women in the church, and then uh, what they are looking at is they are big bags, and then they are Coca-Cola shapes and that kind of thing. And they are looking at the money in the church and other things. One of our churches in Ghana here, uh, I learned recently, they were dealing with young people who have been recruited, who were being recruited into the pastoral ministry. One of the clergy had discernment. So he called one of the brother. He said they should remove the shirt. Remove this, remove it. The, when they removed the second one, he had talisman around the waist. So they asked him to go and sit down right in the midst of the congregation. And I learned one also made a comment within and the man pay. Say yes. We are now we are also come and we are also coming to spend some of the money. Spoken tree. And the man said, who said that? They picked that one also and asked him to go and sit down. Isn't it wonderful and glorious? So I always say, if you are a man of God, you are a leader, and you don't see things about the church, begin to cry and ask God, if you have sin, if you're a leader, because God builds the church through revelation. When Jesus said, I'll build my church, it's one way God builds the church. He gives you update in the form of revelation and instructions, in visions. So Joel prophesied, they shall see visions. If you see, read Isaiah chapter 1, the vision that Isaiah saw, you read everything there is preaching. And what God showed him about Israel. That was where he told them, animals know their owners. 
Israel does not know the Lord. When you go to our churches today, they say people who are clergy, they mention human beings' name as founders of the world, the church. Some of clergy introduce themselves as founders of the world. They don't know the owner of the church. You know why? They are corrupt. So the vital information of the gospel is siege. I've told you here when Jesus Christ said men ought to pray without season. They didn't teach us what prayer is. I mentioned it. That is a tool. One of the tools for serving God. We must always continue to pray for leadership. So we have the false, the devils, the unbelievers. They don't believe in Jesus Christ, but they, they, they mention his name. If you read the John what you realize that Judas was an unbeliever. Hmm. But God allows. He is another person also. He died by committing what? Suicide. Suicide. We shall look at genuine, so I've mentioned the three, the false leadership, the false clergy, the false prophets, the false teachers, and then two, the genuine one that is corrupt, and then third one, the genuine one who is on track. These are the three identify what? Kati Goris. We must subject them to scrutiny all the time. Their teachings. Berea. That is Acts what? Are they found in Acts 17, 11? Or Acts 11, 17 rather? Acts 17, 10. Acts 17, 11. Uh, read the 11. Acts 17, 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Yeah, that's the Berean's church. That is how we, we must subject everything the uh, preachers are saying to scrutiny, to see if it's of God. And yesterday I told you our text, reference text, is the word is the scripture. I told you the curriculum goes beyond the word. That goes beyond the test. That is what God intends to do. As a matter of fact, he planned the curriculum even before the foundation of the earth. When you read Ephesians chapter 1, you see it. And the other time we read this verse, that he has marked, we are his workmanship, Ephesians 2.10, Created in Christ Jesus Christ, uh, created in Lord Jesus Christ. You realize that he, he has structured this curriculum even before he established what? The earth. That everybody God expects you to walk in it. Was it not there? Read the bit of the Ephesians. Ephesians 2 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, 
which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Yes, he has before ordained. But when you go to Ephesians, it's more serious. That's where you see it there. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. The portion that he say, God did all these things, structured the curriculum before he laid the foundation of this earth. The chapter one, the verse one, two. Ephesians one down. Yeah. Ephesians chapter one, verse one down. For an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which you are see? Ephesians. Uh-huh. That is genuine personnel. Uh-huh. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. The saints are the school uh, population. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according yes. as he had chosen. Christ is the CEO. You foresee that very clear in Colossians chapter 1. Uh-huh. Verse 4. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That is what I'm looking for. What verse is that? Exactly. The curriculum was planned before the foundations of this world. And the curriculum goes beyond the scripture. So when God, when we are doing things, we use the scripture rather as a reference word. As a, as a, as a reference you see it clearly in the apostles. All their references was from to the world, to the scripture. Even when they wanted replacement to Judas, they made reference to the world, scripture. Acts 4, when they met persecution and they were praying, that is where you see when we talk of day, they knew Jesus Christ as the CEO. If you look at the way they pray, can you read a bit, a bit of it? I need to. There are a lot of t- things for some of us to do as personnel. The way fellow human beings are claiming glory and honor and reputation for themselves in the name of here too, they say they are anointed. What anointing? They, they can't give preeminence to the Lord Jesus Christ. I just said, some even don't know uh, Jesus Christ as the founder of the world. Go to, uh, here let him say it boldly, go to Methodist. They will tell you John Wesley is the founder of the Methodist Church. They don't know Jesus Christ is the founder of the Methodist Church and not John Wesley. <laughs> even clergy. He also, they don't know Jesus Christ is the anointed. And they are claiming anointing for themselves. It's a pity. And this business, if you come and you become too presumptuous, or you become presumptuous, in our language, say mini mini, that will be your end. It's on daily basis. And you excel when you know you don't you don't know. And every day you depend on God. When I came here. I started yesterday as I was led by the Spirit, but I did not come here to sit down that I know. Today of all day, I started with prayer because I was finding it difficult to get the word signals. 
When I pick signals, I pick the microphone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, verse 26, 25, you link it. I just briefly want to know that all they knew Jesus Christ was the CEO and they never, so look at their prayer. They made reference to themselves as servant and they mentioned Jesus Christ as the factor and they quoted the scripture. Mm -hmm. Acts 4, 24 down. Go. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, mm -hmm. Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Mm -hmm. Who by the mouth of you see, Christ, Jesus said we should pray to God. They are doing just that. They are praying to the Father. Mm -hmm. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? And they are quoting some too. Mm -hmm. Verse 26. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Against the Lord and against his word. Christ. Mm -hmm. 27. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, uh -huh. whom he, thou hast anointed. Exactly. This is the anointed. So if I open my mouth and say, touch not my the anointed, and I'm directing it to myself, then there is something wrong with me spiritually. I may not know. This is some of the arrogance that disorganizes people who think they have arrived. They are big now. God has made them clergy personnel. So they are becoming bigger than Jesus Christ. Is well what? Explain from verse what? Ask for 24 to 27. And go to Psalm 2 where they quoted. So as God gives you update and you do, the Bible still remains as the word the text to guide us and as reference. Mm -hmm. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. It's okay. Uh, it's something there. Yeah, it's the second time I see that God laughs. When God reproves, when you read Proverbs 1, the word of God comes most of the time is reproves. It comes in a harsh form. It is not pleasant. It's one thing also we've not been taught in the church. And that's why when sermon is coming in a harsh form, people have problem with it. Jonah went to Nineveh. Jesus Christ made reference to it in Matthew 12. Very harsh sermon. But the purpose was to cause them to repent. And he did. They repented. Many things we don't know in the church. But sometimes some of us, we think we know. If you know, you don't know. That is where God is ready to teach you. But when you want to apply intellectualism, treat acquisition of knowledge in God as in the field of academia, that is where we subject spiritual things into intellectual and emotional analysis and we make mistakes. 
So people make noise against what? Christ. That is how God reacts to them. In anger. When the personnel is sent by God and he knows his mission and you don't have spiritual updates and revelation, a counter-revelation update to talk to the personnel, don't bother your head to speak. You may be rising against the anointed one, which is the Christ. He told Paul, he said, I'm the one you are persecuting. And may find yourself into trouble. You may find it hard to kick against the pricks. It is very, very what important. And read verse 29 of Acts 4. They refer to themselves as what? CEOs. Because yesterday I say uh, God refers to the personnel as what? servants and we must be careful the way we address ourselves and look at ourselves we are not the anointed john, we are not better than john the baptist john the baptist uh uh said john 119 i am not the christ i am also not no matter your position as a clergy you are also not the word the christ i'm by arrogance with deniers of grace and we talk about it, they become annoying because they don't know anything. <laughs> Billy Graham described them as spiritual kindergartens. I don't blame many of them. They were not taught. And that's why when I'm teaching and people want to make noise that I should not mention the clergy. If the clergy today feel they are big, some of them feel they are big, bigger than their distance, fine. My, as a matter of fact, my concentration and my mission is on the church member today who is going, who is a lady, who is going to be clergy tomorrow from what I receive from the Lord. But sometimes we do it also so they can subject church leadership to scrutiny, which is one of the things I'm teaching this morning all the time. Whether we are of God or the teachings that we are giving is of God. Uh-huh. Say, behold, I was CEOs. <laughs> and and now, Lord, behold your threatenings, and grant unto thy servant. And grant unto thy word. Servant. Not your chief executive word officers. They knew, and that is humility. Jesus Christ, Philippians 2, did as a servant. He said it in Matthew 20, 25 to 28, that the one who wants to be big. If you want to be big, fine. God has no problem with big. But the, the bigity, my own word, bigity, a bigity. You want, you want to make big, you must serve. You get up this morning uh, uh, in midnight, you pray for the church until uh, dawn. Aha, uh-huh, you are big. But not creating unnecessary synthetic word <laughs> titles making reputation of of it and bulldozing and intimidating everybody uh, discriminating and using your own criteria disqualify some of them people as not true members because you don't like the grace of god of the lord in them in terms of their preaching and teaching a lot of people are subjecting themselves to 
divine wrath. He saw some too. How God look at some people and laughs at them. And ensure they are disorganized. I read one clergy Facebook. He said, do not he put it in a way, he said, don't cause, don't turn God against yourself. And I was pricking my heart. Don't make, let us not make anything that will, will make God become angry with what? Angry with us. So there is a lot for the church membership to be taught before we assume the position of what? leadership, which unfortunately many don't get. And that's why I want to be serious with the job God has given me. So people will learn. Now podcast, did you check update this morning? Yesterday was what? 460 what? How many countries? About six. Eight different countries. Fine there is no way we could have reached them without technology. And we thank God for technology. Technology is just like the things of God. You can employ them for your personal interests. You can employ them for the service of God. And God will not overlook any of them. All of them also have effect on you as an individual, positively or what? Negatively. So that is with the word. The personnel, you make reference to the word, to the text. But there are two things I want to point out with the personnel. So uh, those who are going to be clergy tomorrow, they will take note of it. And uh, today's ones, they are big. There are a few who are humble and they see it as a, the word of God. I have some friend clergy outside. Sometimes they are begging for the messages and some of the teachings. The big ones, uh-huh. those who know very well, all they do is to criticize you and even insult you and, and then boo you. Uh, so one sent me, they say, whoa, please, please, please. He's booing me. She said, oh, Romy, you should go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes, if they know, when they do that, some of the things God revealed to us about them, we also keep it. Looking for their end. God, you don't come to God to Come and make sabi sabi. There are some of my friend clergy, things God has revealed to me about them. There is one particular one. God even told me I shouldn't go and talk to him about it. And I used to get up and get worried. And I said, Lord, have mercy upon him. People don't know. So me, that's why I always tell you that I know much in the things of God. And do you know why I know much? I know much because I know I don't know. That is the secret. And I depend on God on what? 
daily basis. Paul said, if any man think he knows, he doesn't know as he ought to know what, yet those who are excelling in the things of God are those who know they don't know and they go by the method prescribed for Joshua. They depend on God on daily basis, day and even what? Night. God knows those who even use the night for him. I said it, those who are serious with God, when they get up in the night, they don't just position their pillow well and sleep. They at least spend time to think about the church, the work of God, and they pray. And I've taught you, God consider thought also as what? Prayer, Ephesians 3, 20. God consider thought as behavior, Genesis chapter 6. Hmm. Two things about personnel. If you are personnel, it is incumbent on you to be dependent on God day and night to stay focused in what God wants you to do, to pursue and accomplish his will and his tasks as it's assigned to you. That is exactly the way Jesus Christ did it. And when it comes to church, he's the only one we should learn from. Paul affirmed this thing in Ephesians 4, 21, 20, 21. Can you read that? Jesus Christ is the only one, yastic, and the only mentor. Only one we should use as mentor. If you use me as mentor, or I use somebody as mentor, I, it could be dangerous because in the curriculum, there is a roadmap for the individual. Workmanship created in Christ that God has ordained before we should walk in. So if I'm copying him, how won't I deviate? So you, that's why I said, me, nobody can preach the way I preach. It could be dangerous. You can't speak the way I speak because I have a different word. I am doing more of media work. Somebody is spoiling the job. He's teaching people to be doing worship. I'm supposed to. That's the job God has given me. I'm teaching to reverse it. So I'll step on toes and I'm ready for it. They won't find it pleasant. So me, my job is different. And sometimes we are go rob under inspiration because of the attitude of some of them and that's why we are invoking god to come in and strike so that they will keep quiet their arrogance who think they know more than god mm -hmm. ephesians 4 2021 but he have not so learned christ if so be that he have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in jesus exactly and this is a personal when he talks about matters concerning the kingdom and church. He knows what he's about because he has the blueprint from the word, the Lord, both from scripture and from revelation. Ah. So it is dangerous to deviate. One typical example was Saul. In the Bible that deviated and he also ended up 
by committing what? Suicide. And God gave him the spirit of what? Madness. Because he did not, he knew exactly what to do and he did not stay focused for whatever reason. I studied with the Chi Bible for iniquity, personal interest. He did the otherwise. And that is where many of the corrupt clergy, they fall under. For their personal interest, they know what is to be done according to the curriculum and their calling, but they are doing what? Otherwise. It's very, very what? Dangerous. And I will teach you the dangers in our time. When you do that in our time, God denies you of his grace because God sees it as what? Arrogance. It's interesting. In our time, you've got to be dependent on God. Me, God has changed my mission. I know about three significant periods. He changed my mission. The last one I'm in is what I'm doing. That's why I've, start, I've stopped going town preaching. Previously, he gave me town preaching. I did. Now, he has stopped me that. To concentrate on the church members, the school children. They are the ones Jesus referred. Thank you that you have revealed this unto babes. That is children of the kingdom. The danger is that God denies you of the grace. You rel before even I go there, you see that Philip was doing a, a ministry at Samaria. And he received updates, and God, in the Holy Spirit, in collaboration with uh, Angel, had to direct him to go and deal with Ethiopian war. Yes, there are updates. But we, today, people don't receive updates. He's so enthused with being with a crowd. A friend clergy who invited me recently, signals I received from God. I sent him a message. I said, I'm not coming. Find something, somebody else. It is better. I would prefer to go and talk to somebody like Ethiopian Indog than to stand in front of a crowd like Accra just to finish, to be despised by both church leadership and membership. Where despise here is with reference to the mission God has given you and the word you are preaching. So I want to be specific on target, on point. So he left. Actually, he was whisked by the Holy Spirit to deal with what? Ethiopian word, Enoch. And you know the Bible clue. When one sinner repents, heaven word rejoices. Sometimes those who think they know, they say, uh, 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 this year, everybody must find four souls, five souls. Uh, it, it, it's presumption. Minim, minim. Let's go by scripture. It is always one at a word. Time. If you don't make one at a, as a target, as it's recorded, you can never win two. 
and it has been my motivation even this teaching if one person that's why i always look for updates on podcasts if i get one i get satisfied if the one he could be the paul of our day the ananias who prayed for paul we didn't hear about much about him but look at what paul did the job is done so it needs updates and divine direction specifics and that's why it needs constant waiting upon what god which god prescribed for joshua that meditate upon the word of god day and night and may observe to do what is written therein here you receive as you are observing to do you go to give you update you follow just that don't go and do your own jesus never did that actually they wrote on about him in the psalm that his delight is to do the will of god and he said in john 4 i think 34 that my food he described is to do the will of him that sent me and accomplish his word that he was not doing things uh what, what do you call it at random neke neke by heart he knew his assignment and that is how god has structured it so when he wanted to say saint jeremiah he said he said and then god showed him the time he made him prophet he said shut up go and talk to them don't go and look at their faces Jeremiah 1, 7 and 8, and then 17, verse 17 and what? 18. When God sends you, there are some arrogant clergy. They think they are bigger than God. So when we are talking, we should give excuses to them. That we excuse you with all humility. Jesus and God the Father, we all bow. Yes, my Lord. This is what God says. God would never do that. He's no respecter of persons. These are the areas when I get to, and then I'm about to get wild. Lord, control me. <laughs> you think God is coming to speak to you? He will speak to you in the way you find it to be uh, convenient. And you when you You are not the principal. You are not the CEO. And the church is not for what? for you so we all better humble ourselves in the name of what jesus christ our lord amen